Hello, listener, and welcome to the latest edition of Michigan Soccer Central, the very last week of November 2021. We've got two big interviews for you this week. News from the Midwest Premier League, and we hear from the Stars owner, the Michigan Stars owner, Mr. George Yonkai. But first, while we were all getting stuffed over the long holiday weekend, Michigan's top flight players were having their own star turns. Hudsonville native and former Grand Rapids FC forward Miss Bethany Balser made her national team debut on Friday in Australia as a 78th minute sub in a 3-0 win for USA over Australia in a friendly down under. Kudos to her after having an amazing NWSL season two. Also, Michigan uh, New England Revolution duo Duan Jones and Brandon By have themselves an MLS quarterfinals on Tuesday night this week versus NYCFC. They themselves had big seasons with New England and uh, news of Brandon By signing a new contract that will keep him in the revs for a number of more years. While former Michigan Wolverine and Rail Salt Lake Justin Miram, their team got uh, through already to the semifinals uh, after a 2-1 win over the much-favored Sporting Kansas City. So kudos to our Michigan-hailing uh, top-flight players. But now, got uh, two great interview lined up. We've got a couple of Michigan soccer club owners and leaders... Um, we're going to conclude the episode with a potentially explosive conversation with Michigan Stars owner, Mr. George Yonkai. But first, I have the pleasure of announcing the news of the latest edition, the newest member side of the Midwest Premier League, the Grand Haven Admirals. I've got founder and president of the Grand Haven Admirals. I welcome uh, Mr. Cody Harrell. Hey, how's it going, Robert? It's good to be on with you again, man. Hope all is going well. I'm doing very, very well. Uh, thank you very much for asking. Um, so, uh, congratulations. Uh, you're going to be playing in the Midwest Premier League uh, next year. What, is it, what does that mean to the, the Admirals? Uh, we're very excited about this opportunity and kind of this new challenge. Um, you know, we're, we're very familiar with a handful of the clubs in the league already. So we thought that with, a, you know, a lot of what these clubs bring on and off the field, we thought it matched with what we're doing and what we're trying to do. So we're very excited about the talent, um, not only that we'll have in our club and and what we can show our fan base, but part of what we talk about in a lot of our meetings and our discussions internally is when we talk about bringing high-level soccer to our community, that, that also means our opponents. Um, and, and we feel like, you know, yeah, we were in the UPSL last year and there was some good soccer being played, but we're, we're very, very excited about what the BIHs of the world and, and West Michigan Bearings and Lansing Commons, um, what they bring to the table. Um, I know Inner Detroit's done some good things in the past. Livonia City's been doing this for a long time, and and I guess we'll see what comes with with Stars and DCFC and their U23 teams. I obviously I have no idea. Uh, I have no connections to either one of those clubs to know what their plans are. But we, you know, top to bottom, we know it's a very strong league on 
on the field and we know all these clubs do quite a bit off the field and that matches what, what we want to do in our community and bring our fan base just high level soccer all around both us and our opponents just what they're seeing on match day watching high level soccer so we're excited about that awesome exciting times it sounds like uh um, you're excited to, to be in that group of teams that's already in the uh, division of the Midwest Premier League that uh, played their first season in uh, 2021. Um, so, like I said, there's a lot of teams like moving around uh, within leagues. What was the appeal for the Admirals to move to the Midwest Premier League? Um, so, like I said, we, we got to know a little bit about these teams. We played friendlies with, with the Bearings and Lansing Common last year. Um, we didn't, we didn't set up a friendly with BIH. We weren't able to make it happen, but we know them very, very well being in Grand Rapids. Uh, you know, they're only about a half hour, 40 minutes away from us too. Um, so just the familiarity of, and again, like I said, you know, I've, I've personally with my playing experiences at at other semi-pro clubs at this level have, have heard, played against, and have known about Livonia City too. So just, you know, along with the other clubs, but you know, even those that I've named, we, we know what they're about. Um, I think that the toughest thing is um, when, when you go in, because there is so many different options. If we're talking the men's side here, you just you never know what you're really getting into sometimes with some of these leagues um, on you know, how professional uh, you know, teams are going to conduct themselves or, or what the, the game day experience is going to be like. It's, it's, hard time, it's hard sometimes selling players to like spend an away trip, take a weekend out of their summer to go to something that maybe feels just like a regular Sunday men's league, which there's nothing wrong with that. That Sunday men's leagues are helping grow the sport. But when you're putting all this time and money into things and, and you're selling an actual product, that gets a little tough sometimes. So just to answer the question, we felt like a lot of these clubs, they, they bring a good game day experience in addition to the high-level product on the field I, I talked about earlier, and we're just excited to be able to be a part of that and help bring it to even hopefully another level. So you feel that uh, the Midwest Premier League and the the, the member clubs that are uh, within already provide that um, that extra layer of uh, um, experience and uh, like commitment, would you say? Yeah, we, I, th- I think they bring a good game day experience. So we, we saw it firsthand at Lansing Common. That was a great turnout that day. Um, we know it was their Lansing Soccer Showcase. It was a doubleheader, so maybe there might have been some fans carried over from the women's game too. But we also do our homework, and, and we know that they, they were getting good turnouts like that year-round. So, I mean, I guess to like make an example out of all of it, Lansing Common definitely was was – what really attracted us to the league. We like how they operate and to be able to do that, you know, we're, we're small, you know, me specifically, it, it, we're small grassroots owners here. You know, we're not, you know, selling off to, to big corporations and whatnot. So we want to be able to, to do things at a very professional level, but stuff that's not going to break your, your pockets, break your bank because you're, you're doing this ultimately for your community. So I think that's the biggest part is we've, we found a league here that is going to operate at a professional level. But, you know, the, the, the ultimate goal is to do this for the community, to have your club play, play a bigger service, play a bigger purpose to the community. Yeah, we went into that in more depth. Uh, it's actually cool that the podcast is at the place where we can have uh, returning uh, guests. But yeah. uh, back in our fifth episode on June 7th, um, uh, Cody des- uh, described like his family background um, mm-hmm. was in hockey and various sports and you grew up around those places and you kind of in that episode you explain why you made the team and um you know wanted to put soccer platform in your town um 
So does anything change about your outlook about you talk in that episode a lot about, uh, like you said, platform for your local community? Do you think that uh, moving to the different league will attract talent from outside or are you going to primarily keep it to uh, local uh, talented players? Um, I, you know, I, I definitely think we'll, we'll still keep promoting our local talent. I, I think the, the numbers I used with you last time was like 80, 20, 80% of our roster pool will be um, predominantly local talent. Um, and even sometimes that local talent can, can be maybe an out of town player who's playing at a local college, you know, who's, who's staying in town for the summer. Like I said, you know, we had a lot of, um, or not a lot, but we had a handful of international players that were living in Grand Rapids for the summer playing at, you know, Davenport or, um, you know, some other schools there too. So we, we kind of consider that local because as I went into last time, the local talent are the players who are, you know, born and raised, but are also the players who have established a new home here with their, their college experiences or, or so on and so forth in that aspect. So, um, but we're, we're definitely working out some things. We know we're doing something right when we've got families in the area that are willing to, to house players. And, and so, you know, that other 20%, we're definitely going to be venturing out a little bit more and, and bringing in some pretty quality talent, um, you know, from, from the outside in. I, I have some connections from colleges that I've played at in the past and, and working those relationships with those coaches to provide their players a, a competitive platform to play on or play in um, in the summer months. So that'll be kind of that 20%, bringing, bringing guys in and, and housing some players here and there, but also keeping that focus of, of promoting local talent too, for sure. And I think regardless of the league, I think when your name, right, this is only going to be year three for us, year two of actually playing. Um, I think naturally with time, regardless of the league, as long as you're you're doing your part in the community and you're running your club correctly, I think you're going to attract some pretty high-level talent too. I love that. I love that even um, outside of the players, we're talking about the community, just even kids in your town um, get to see um, – young men at a very competitive environment and they get to see the game at a, at a higher level than just uh, what they see maybe at a, a youth tournament that they go to. Yeah. I think the thing that helps me too, is you can go, um, you know, to any MLS game or, or USL, or, or if we go outside of soccer, NBA, NHL, NFL, all that fun stuff. Um, you could go to any of those games and those kids can look up to those players and, and they can be mesmerized by the players, but there's something special when you've got a 12 year old who, who looks up to a, 18, 19, 20, 20 year, one year old that literally came from the same place as them. So I think that draws a whole nother aspect to like what, what we can, what we are doing and what we can do. Uh, Midwest premier league for your men's side. Um, but uh, you, you have more teams within the uh, Grand Haven Admirals club, don't you? Yes. Yes. We have, a, we have a women's team as well. We were in a really unique situation where we were able to kind of launch um, both teams at once. Like I said, it was, the inaugural it wound up being the inaugural season for both teams last year. The the men were established a year earlier, but COVID took that summer away from, you know, everyone in pretty much every aspect. So um, we never wound up playing in 2020. But um, and then the women were announced shortly after, and the men and women were both able to to take the pitch last year. So that was a really cool thing to have the inaugural season happen at the same time for men and women. Um, so yeah, we're we're planning on the women's league or uh, the women's team. This year, we're, we're still working out some, some different things. We're working out um, some different options. We, we definitely enjoyed our time in the UWS League, too, and that's still a, an option that is very well on the table. We just haven't um, 
really signed or, or solidified anything on the women's side yet, but we will definitely be in action just kind of yet to be determined in, in what capacity. And then uh, you said uh, you are also uh, launching a, a youth futsal initiative. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of one of the really exciting things um, that we have going on this winter is um, we're starting and, and we kind of started it last year, but where we're, where we're at in West Michigan, things are very, on and off with like COVID and, and, you know, being closed down or being able to, you know, play sports or not have sports. So it was very back and forth. And by the time, you know, restrictions finally lifted, we're like, all right, let's just try this league. So this is technically the second year of it, but last year we did have a league, but it was kind of very like under the radar. It was just something to like kind of throw together when we found out we could finally do something come February. So, so this year that it's the second year, we call it the AYFL. It's the Admirals Youth Futsal League. And just in year two, throughout six divisions, we're going to have 40 teams, just under 400 players. So we're, we're very excited about um, being able to add, you know, kind of that walking the walk, right? Like we're, we're providing this league for, you know, the youth in our community. We do have indoor soccer around here. There are other, there are other futsal leagues um, kind of, you know, 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour away, but to be able to bring something directly to the Lakeshore area of West Michigan. Um, that was something we really wanted to like walk the walk on. So we're, we're providing this, this youth futsal league and it starts this weekend, December 4th. So we'll be um, the thing we're excited about for the kids is we're going to kind of treat them like little mini pros kind of do like some player appearances uh, and, and player uh, meetings and player interviews and coaching interviews. And we'll have stats and we'll use our Grand Haven Admirals website, that platform, uh, to like use the league table and, and just make it a, a competitive, but a, a very fun thing for these kids in the winter months. And they'll be all over our social media. They'll, will allow their teams to use the Admirals platform on, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and, and everything else. So just, again, it's just kind of us in, in our mind, walking the walk when, when talking about being involved in the community and, and providing something like this for the youth. And for us, our opinion, futsal's probably the best thing for, a lot of these kids and their technical development. So now they're having fun, but actually like becoming better soccer players too while doing it. Yeah. Futsal is uh, pretty unreal and how much it helps uh, with uh, foot skills and technical ability and Holy cow, 400 kids. Yeah. There 400 kids in Grand Haven. <laughs> Maybe not just in Grand Haven. I mean, we do have four kids in Grand Haven, but we're, we're getting some good traction from, um, you know, kind of areas in between Grand Haven and, and Grand Rapids, Grand Haven and Holland. And, um, like I've told you before, I was born and raised a Muskegon area kid and I, I coach a high school in the Muskegon area. So just naturally some connections I have there. There's a, a good chunk of Muskegon area teams playing in Grand Haven too. So it's, it's, you know, it's a fun, exciting thing that we've got going on kind of in that whole little, we call it the triangle, you know, we're cause Grand Haven, I think I mentioned this before, we're 20 minutes South of Muskegon, 20 minutes North of Holland, and then. 30 to 40 minutes west of Grand Rapids. So we're kind of right there between all of it. So we're, we kind of get a little bit of, of everything there. So we're, we're excited to be able to provide this for kind of the, the whole West Michigan, specifically Lakeshore area community. Very exciting. Very exciting. And then, so um, are all the games in one central location? Do you have like a big futsal place or is it a gymnasium? Like how, what does it look like? Yeah. So that's the other really cool part about this is we've partnered with an organization called No More Sidelines. They do a lot with, um, special needs kids and, and provide, um, events for them. And they do, you know, uh, 
outings, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do like sporting events themselves. And then what they've done at No More Sidelines is kind of so they, um, the the couple who started No More Sidelines, uh, the Blairs, the, the husband who, who sadly passed away a few years ago to cancer, um, he, uh, his name's Andy Blair. And they like basically like kind of created, they like added on like what was like what looked like a warehouse to my understanding, like it was just kind of storage, this big storage building. And they created this amazing athletic facility. There's two uh, futsal courts. You can also play basketball and volleyball on the courts. And it was, and it's called Andy Blair sports complex, but it's like connected to the back of the no more sidelines building. And the intention was to just give kids in the community a place to like go play, you know, kind of stay out of trouble or, or, you know, when the winter months come and there's just not as many options, like here's a more cost effective place to rent out and just come play. Well, I also run a little local soccer training business in the area. So when I got wind of it, I went in there and talked to them and worked some things out. And I run some of my little local soccer trainings out of there. And then just also with the other hats I wear with being the president of admirals, I was like, Hey, like this, this is a perfect location to just run a league out of here too. And kind of work some things out with them because I, I do know that they have other intentions with that facility. So just have an open and, and constant communication with them about how much time we can really rent out of there so they can still, you know, stay true to their mission and their purpose with what they're using that facility for. And it, and it worked out. So we were able to get a good chunk of time to rent out of there and, and put on this, this youth football league for our community. But it's a, it's a really cool thing they've got going over there. It's probably, it's, it's a, pro size futsal court but i would say like in dimensions it's like right towards like the minimum of what they would want but it's it's still a very nice setup and there's there's two courts in there so it's, it's really cool very very cool that's unreal that's uh that's awesome that you you're getting that uh youth futsal league kicked off at the weekend uh coming back to um summer soccer do you think uh, i know that there are uh, various futsal leagues at uh an adult level um, do you think that uh, for the teams that uh, exist in like the NPSL, UPSL, USL two, and at the like the elite amateur, it, do you think that uh, um, adding uh, futsal is a viable option to those teams to keep like uh, the club moving throughout the long off season? Yeah, I'd like to think so, and we're definitely going to do our part to try to like pitch that to some teams and sell that to some teams, regardless what league they play in the outdoor outdoor seasons, um, because. Again, I, I think for us, it was a way for us to create a year-round um, option for our club to to create more sponsorship value, partnership value, and just and just keep that public eye, right? Like just staying of like we haven't played a game since the end of June for the men, and since mid late July for the women. This is a lot of this is a lot of you know time and money and, and heart going into this to only play for a couple months out of the year, so you know, we were kind of trying to be creative with how, how can we create like this year round option for, for our players, especially like the non-college players, um, whether that be like local high school standouts or the post-college players, you know, guys and girls that are fresh out um, and no longer have that, that time that they're, you know, dedicated to that. And they're still looking to play competitively. I, I look at it as a way like, Hey, this is how we could keep our post-college players um, staying in shape, keeping a touch on the ball. So they're back in tip top shape for the summer. So playing in these like competitive pro futsal leagues is definitely something that we're we're entertaining, which initiated the thought for a youth futsal league because hopefully we can create a player pool from there. So we're definitely going to push the envelope and, and reach out and be communicating with teams. Um, I know there's already a, a fairly decent league called the NFPL um, or NPFL National Premier Futsal League. Um, Grand Rapids Olay play in it, 
and we're setting up some friendlies with them, a home and away series. And then we're just kind of putting on like a little like five game exhibition schedule this winter um, in a pro futsal format just to entertain those waters and, and test that out to see if, if pro futsal is something that we can, you know, kind of hang with and justify because as good as it is for soccer, it's, it's also, you know, a very different sport in its own right. So, you know, kind of the player pool might be slightly adjusted, but um, being able to mainly keep that presence here around for our fans, our community, our sponsors and partners would be a, a big, big plus. Uh, bringing it back to uh, the news of the day of uh, the Grand Haven Admirals joining the Midwest Premier League, um, I guess, uh, what would, are, are your most uh, desired outcomes and what's like best case scenario of this of this move? Um, you know, we, we would love to compete, you know, we would love to compete for the top of the table. I think, um, we've, we've got the player pool with extra players coming in. We've got, you know, the nucleus of our team is very, very bought in. And I, and I love the, 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 the overall skill set of the nucleus of our team. I think last year too, and, and again, everybody was dealing with it, so it's not an excuse, but it, it definitely hit us pretty hard is with our high level of, um, with a high amount of our player pool being current college guys, you know, COVID messed a lot of things up last year. The The college season was really played in the spring. The competitive season was played in the spring. So I think a lot of our guys were burnt out. So we, we definitely wanted to maintain a positive relationship with our players. And we kind of gave them the keys to the car. Like, hey, if, if you need extra time off, take time off. Like you guys are going from one thing to the next year. So we, we definitely had like a handful of players sit out um, more than probably what you would expect in that season. But with, with good reason. Like we, we completely supported them on that and we understand why. So I think once we have a, our, the, our nucleus playing consistently together, we're, we're one of the best teams in, in the state. I feel like um, regardless of the league, when, when talking this whole semi pro pro am soccer level, um, we, we've got a very good talent um, player pool here and we've got a good, you know, relationship with Davenport university and a handful of other, you know, colleges that kind of, you know, give us a handful of players that really benefit well together. And I'm, I'm really excited. I think I think we could compete. You know, I'm not going to say a league championship right away, but I think we could definitely compete to be towards the top of the table and make some noise from there and see, see whatever happens. Very, very cool. I'm uh, consistently impressed by all the big soccer things going on on the west side of the state and uh, enjoyed having you on once again. Um, Mr. Cody Harrell, founder and president of the Grand Haven Admirals. Thank you for coming on, uh, talking about your club and discussing uh, your move to the Midwest Premier League. Thank you so much for having me again, Robert. It was, it was a pleasure as always. Michigan Soccer Central. Just a few weeks ago, the NISA NISA season finished up for 2021. And to tell us more about the Michigan Stars is their owner, George Yunkai. Welcome to the program. Thank you for advising us. Yeah, so uh, with the season uh, only just ending, 
Um, what can you tell us about uh, the Stars 21-21 season? Well, we we put this team together basic in uh, 2020, and then we have an, uh, we played two games, and we have this virus. So pretty much like everybody else, we we went on the hold. But uh, I did not release any players or anything in 2020, so that means I kept all the time activities and the practices. Um, at my dots, I was ready for 2021. I, I had the players, I had the coaching. Um, I think we, uh, I looked, it looked like a good promise. So we started, I, I think as much as is, the players, they they let us, um, or or they was not ready, and uh, we have uh, some conflicts and some some uh, issues with the league. You know, we, we we was not able to we was not able to win because mostly things what's happened was at ninety fourth minute and uh, on and on. So that show very unhappy to to the coaches and, and the team. You know. At the point where it was, in, uh, we was even thinking what we should do next. Uh, spring season finished. We went back to a fall season. Honestly, I believe we had the strongest team at the NISA. Uh, half of my starting eleven uh, was actually they have that opportunity. They was also ready to play uh, USO champions in, or even better. <clears throat> we scored enough goals. We did good, but the defense did not work. It's just we we have a big gap in the defense where the defense was not functioning the way we was demonstrating in the practice. So we we I think we played well, um, mostly the games. We we played good. Um, lots of games. We we lost them at the eightieth seven minute, at ninetieth third minute. So it's not. You know, but it shows really, I think it was a lot of issue between the, the couple of teammates and it just was not uh, hard work or 90 minutes, 90 plus minutes. It, it was not there. And, and that was, I think, we finished where we finished. So I believe uh, uh, in the NISA 2021 table, um, the Michigan Stars uh, finished um, seventh. And you had a win, five wins, uh, six draws, and seven losses. And uh, remarkably, um, 24 goals for and 24 goals against. And so you feel that uh, uh, throughout 2021, you had um, the pieces for success. But, uh, you know, through the, uh, the ups and downs of the season, you didn't quite achieve what you had hoped? Well, I... Uh... As a soccer analyzer, so you 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 gotta understand that it's I, I'm I'm the owner, but you you gotta concern me more as a as a coach or analyzer. Okay, so if you look part of my games, uh, mostly the games we have, you know, I played uh, first game with uh, San Diego and San Diego, and we honestly was winning up to 87th minute, and then we allowed two goals from throw in. And uh, we played uh, Kelly United, and we was basic three goals up, and we allowed them to score four goals second half, which usually in professional level you don't see that. 
and we played with LA Force and LA. They have a ten man, and we was winning all up to eighty eight minutes. You know, and we allowed very cheap goals. So what I'm saying by all this, we as as much as I know, and I always have two analyzer, one in the, in the Europe, another one here in US, who I work with them very closely. Our defense did not function right. You know, we we probably have one of the best goalies with maybe even uh, as in a competing for USL champions. We have in a 29 games in Bowie national goalie. So we cannot honestly say we did not have the level, but we did not have the responsibility of a game when a game, and I, and I understand, I, I blame myself because I think I was way too, too good to the team. You know, you've never been too good, but the way I pay him, the way I house him, you know, like the, the, the players in the Michigan Stars, they get 12 months contract. You know, they get paid for 12 months, you know. So I think something over there when we're uh, we making the money and living is good, we, we pay them a full time, like a lifetime fitness, you know, center, uh, all this. Listen, it's a lots of things involved. And I think the guy, both the guys which I hired to help me out, even they was in the age, but they was not ready to hold the team responsible. And the owner, it's only so much he can do. You know, like, I, 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 I understand I had to pay the people. I understand we have to have a field. I bought the facilities. But when you have a coaches with um, the response, you know, you, you know, you got to deliver. You got to deliver. And we did not deliver. It's, it's not like we was not ready, but I feel very bad because we let our uh, fans and uh, and uh, and uh, lots of people, we let them down because we should. Um, uh, honestly, I was thinking I'm going to be somewhere between second to fourth place. And I still think if, uh, if um, Steven did not get hurt, we still think we had that. We we really hurt. It hurt us when Steven was four or five games out. You know, it's, it, we was not able to even tie any games. So it, it, it's overall, you know, sometimes uh, it, maybe we played soccer, but the luck was not in our side. Hmm, I understand. And we can come back to some more specifics, but I want to kind of get an, an overview of the Michigan Stars. In 2021, um, it seems like your operation um, was at a larger scale than in years past. Obviously, COVID put a bump in the road, but you played a a full a full, uh, you played a spring and fall NISA season, and you also fielded a U twenty three team in the Midwest Premier League, as well as uh, put construction in in a, a soccer complex in Washington Township. Um, I guess uh, from a macro perspective. Um, the, it's a, a new operation. Do you feel like uh, all those uh, efforts are, are going in the way you want them to? Well, you you, you got to understand a, a part. I'm, I'm the man where I did not look to make money out of soccer. I'm not looking to make money out of soccer. I, I want to basic. I came with an idea. So if you probably look at my back history, I'm the guy who was in 2008, 9, and 10. I coach uh, an amateur team, and I made it every year to Lamar Hunt in 
2010, I lost in penalty kick in the finals. So, uh, said that, I honestly want as as a, as a much as uh, the people is going to have to make a decision. I wanted to bring a pro team to state of Michigan. I, I honestly believe I'm not from Michigan. I I, I played for about over ten years in California, but. I honestly believe state of Michigan deserves to have a pro team. And over that, I also believe this uh, young woman and uh, young guys, they have to have a place where they can show their talent. Uh, it doesn't matter getting to a professional level or going to college, but I wanted to make this happen. It's it's not like, listen, I, I it's, it's everybody's welcome to come to Michigan Stars or any sports. But it's not my my point. One was not to make money out of selling the tickets or jerseys or or alcohol or any of that. I, I have many. I have even I even have a guys which used to be involved in that Derby City in England came to me where they wanted to invest and put money to it. But I basically the same way where I'm telling you today. I told everybody this is not about the money. We do have the money. This is to help Metro Detroit slash Michigan State, where we can give these boys and girls an, an opportunity where they don't have to leave home. I mean, you probably know very well, my son was just a 12 years old when he was starting leaving home, and it, it was not easy. You know, it was, I, I know, you know, and we was lucky. We always was financially uh, good. But lots of people cannot afford exactly what I can afford. So this is a basic where I want to always have the Michigan kids have an opportunity first in their backyard. And is that a goal of yours to have um, uh, more and more local players uh, play for the Stars? Well, yes, absolutely, yes. I mean, we, we did have just a two weeks ago, I don't know if you were following us, uh, we, we did have an, uh, an, uh, for Michigan players. Uh, 36 of them came and, uh, and the two nights tryouts and we was able to pick up about 10, 11 guys and we're going to invite them next week uh, as in uh, December 7th. We're going to invite them. We're going to have a tryout for an, uh, an, uh, professional team and semi-pro team, uh, from, uh, December 7th to December 15th. Uh, whoever makes it that time, we're going to invite them back on uh, January 7th. So you probably know I um, I purchased millions of dollars of facility in Washington uh, Township, Michigan, which is uh, just, just uh, you know, north, about 30 miles or 35 miles north of uh, Detroit. So we have right now, we have a Michigan Stars Academy. If I'm not wrong, we have over 100 teams with the boys and girls and um, I, I think we have around 3,500 kids this is just just in soccer then we have a volleyball we have football we have wrestling we have basketball and we have lacrosse so we we honestly I think and, and we doing everything which we can to make these kids to have opportunity, you know, and especially, you know, more and more this soccer uh, facility is ultimate soccer. And other ones I heard, they, they've been sold or not doing well. So we're trying to, you know, 
we're trying to show to people, which is, this is not, and like I said, I don't want to sound stupid in an interview, but it's not about the money. We need money to pay everything, but it's not about, you know, we're not advertising where we need people's money, you know? We, we want you to be able to join our, our, uh, our uh, time and uh, where your kid's going to be and on and on. Uh, that's awesome that uh, there's um, those facilities are up and running. There's so many kids uh, participating. Um, you played, or the Stars played their games at Romeo High School. And from what I believe, um, is there a stadium in the works? Well, so I got to give you a little longer. Uh, so, yes, I, um, I purchased that, uh, which used to be called Total Sports Complex. I purchased that, and I purchased that only so we can have a protein. So right after that, uh, last year actually, we start digging. Uh, we um, we was able to, you know, pretty much the league where I'm playing right now, they knew, but we was also able to invite uh, uh, USL champions, and we also invite US Soccer Federation to see exactly what we doing, and and whatever I. Uh, the way I run a business is I don't I don't need to hide I don't run from a cubicle so everything we ever did it was an access for a public to know what I'm doing you know so we started we purchased the place we dig we put the turf we got the lights on we we purchased the uh, bleachers we wanted to build two story uh, like a locker room with uh, with a second story for for you know, for for you know the people like a restaurant and all that, and uh, we follow all the prints. And uh, then opportunity came for me to purchase a team out of uh, North Carolina, where basically we be joined 2022-2023 at USL Champions. So when I met with the owners, they hardly recommended where I must play the games in Detroit. So we did put some stuff in a, in a hold, but honestly, we still believe we will do, and I don't know where things are gonna happen from now, but we still believe we will have a mini stadium in uh, Washington, yes. So is that where the you, you, you plan on doing uh, your 2022 seasons? Well, when, when I got to it, so, so I'm 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 in a, I'm in a soccer. I love this, you know. In Europe, we call them a football. Okay, so I like this game of a soccer, and I want to do well, and I want to be one of the guys which I bring the pro team. But um, to me, it was when I purchased this this uh, this property, I have the funds. I can build the stadium, and actually, if you ask me two months or three months after that, I'd be tell you. Even the spring season and 2021, I'm going to play at Washington. It did not happen. I went to the city many times. They was closed. We was not able to do face-to-face. It was lots of delays. A couple times where we wanted to go represented or presented to a board meetings did not work out. Then they have a couple of debts and a board. So the people was not there. So I see it, it doesn't work sometimes when, when, when you have to have permits and all this. And sometimes it's not because you're just having the money. 
what I can tell you on our side is we do have the money. We have the construction people. We have an, uh, we have a deal right up. We honestly waiting what the city is going to be saying. You know, it's, it's mostly if a city gives us a green light uh, to go for it, because I did. They asked me when I purchased the place was not connected with the sewer. So right away, I paid them over $100,000 to connect with the city sewer. You know, we did uh, we did lots of things exactly with whatever they ask us. But now question is, when they going to okay that? You know, are they going to okay it just in January and then we got to wait to April? I think Michigan has some kind of law where before April you cannot do any, any cement work, you know? So and I, 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 can, I cannot be hold to it. We applied, we have to sketch, we have to print, we have engineers. I paid actually lots of money, a company in Atlanta, Georgia, to, to do all this, but I... Listen, it's also on uh, another people involved in this, and I cannot go against the city. You're, you're the city of Washington Township you're speaking of, to clarify. Yeah, my city is Washington, which I, I met many, many. We don't have a mayor, we have a supervisor. Understood. So it's all kind of, to, to, to put a bow on it, it's all, uh, so the plans are in limbo due to the the permitting process and whatnot? Well, I did, and, and that's what it is, and I actually even have, I respect a lot this uh, Mark guy. You know, we have a supervisor for Macomb uh, County. I met with him twice. So they they honestly, it's it's not many people in the, in the, in the metro Detroit. I don't, I don't know what's Lansing that they know or Saginaw, but the people in metro Detroit or even on Arbor, they know exactly what I was doing. It's, this is not going to be a big surprise which you're going to break in and, and, and explain to people what's, what's exactly what's, what's George or Michigan Star stands for. Going back to uh, kind of reviewing the, the NISA 2021 season for the Stars, um, every season has uh, some highlights and some lowlights. Um, what were the highlights for the Michigan Stars in 2021? Well, the, the, the good part is we went to New York. Uh, we played a game against the New Amsterdam, very good game, and we we beat them 2 nothing. And we flew to California and we played uh, Kelly United, one of probably Potter's, the best organized team, NISA or USO, which should have. It's a Kelly United. And we beat them 2 nothing. So... That is where it tells you we had to level. When listen to go away and get a point, it's you have a good game. To go away and get three points, it's very good. So we had that level where we can win the games. But then the low point is like our last game against a team over here. We have Detroit City. We allowed them to score three the cheapest goals I probably see in my sixty years career. I never, I never, I cannot understand and uh, and uh, pro defenders and a pro goalie to a lot uh, to, to those kind of goals to get in. So yes, we did have highs and we did have disappointments, very disappointments. But this is a game of soccer, you know. This is a game of soccer. Something doesn't function, and uh, you know, and and it, it show you. I mean. 
it's only team at Nisa who scored two goals against Detroit City. It's us. You know, it's, it tells you we, we do have the level. It just did not work out. And that is, you know, we always say, oh, well, you know, next season. So, uh, you know, I can take all the blames. Uh, but um, honestly, we have a next season. And let's see where the future takes us and what league or what level and i hope we can uh, we can prove ourselves where we are professionals and we want to play professional yeah that uh season finale against detroit city fc was definitely a cold wet night um in romeo and uh there was five goals but uh um very a tricky night definitely like i said a cold wet night i do ask now that you brought it up um there was some stuff on social media about uh, maybe some uh, less desirable scenes as supporters for the visiting team were leaving. Uh, what happened in that scenario from your perspective? Well, if you, I, I honestly don't know where things went wrong. When when I came when I came to Michigan, or or before I even knew. You gotta understand. I did not even know such a club, Michigan Stars, exist. You know, I, I just did not know. So before I got involved in Michigan Stars, I, I, two of their what they call themselves and the owners or partners, I talked to them, and I offered them, and a quarter million dollars to come to be their partnership, and I'm gonna take the team to USL champions. At that time. I did not even know Nisa exists. I just did not know. You know, it's, uh, I'm more to European soccer. And then if I really got to talk anything about U.S. soccer, I know more about MLS. So I, I did not really know Nisa exists. And uh, one of those guys, which he represent him as a co-owner, he says to me, we don't know any people who can have $10 million. Uh, so... I, you know, it's, it's besides that, he kind of asked for all kind of, you know, things which was not proper. And at the time, my son was in off season, so he wanted him to play for them. But soon I did not kind of give him what he wanted. You know, it, it was a misunderstanding. So my son has to leave because the coach promised him not the coach which they have now but there was a different coach he promised him far as he's coaching he will never put him in that and he's position but this guy did not even know the boy came from grasshopper zurich he's over here because actually they want him you know so and then i i reach another team which they was in a usl2 or pdl something and um I actually, he was a gentleman, okay? I, 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 I think his name is Dan Dugan. And I talked to him and um, he did not see a big picture. He wanted more like where he's at, you know? And that did not work for me. So I got to find out it's also exist a team, Michigan Stars. And I got to know the owner and we, I talk it as a partnership. I'm gonna 
we're gonna go 50 50 we're gonna play after npso we're gonna play some uh they call them founders cup or something like that and he did not want to put money to it so it came to the point where uh, we, I'm going to drop it and it's not going to be no team or I'm going to purchase it from him and do something about it. So I purchased Michigan Stars with just always they had a name and a spot and then PSL, which it's an amateur league, for $150,000. And soon I bought that. I got to talk to it next and I found out to the meeting which I was looking to join different league to the meeting, I found out exists a NISA league. And I called the NISA and I knew that, you know, so what I'm going to try to tell you about this because I got to make it to the point. Honestly, I don't know where I stepped and whose foot I ever stepped in Detroit City. Honestly, I don't know. The amount of the threats and disrespect and it's not so much just me you know but my my family and my son and even their commentator who supposed to be very professional who commentates games from oakland university and detroit city he has he has uh uh, uh, uh morals to come and 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 just garbage and a basic a 21 22 years old kid so i don't know and i guess that night it started and I see, I saw these few people on another side, and I said to myself, who the heck is these people? Why are they doing this? So I walk pretty much the same way, and when we reach a close, uh, especially one guy, but some of this lay guy, man and woman, they start showing me fingers, and I ask them, why are you guys doing this? Why, why you guys got to be so disrespectful to this club? What we ever did to you? And then they, they, they just, it's, 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 listen, I, I, I'm, I don't come from Mars, but honestly, I don't live at that level where you hear those kind of words. So I told them, then you guys don't belong here. You got to leave. You know, you got to leave. I mean, I went in halftime, you know, how we walk from locker rooms to go and I have people waiting for me over there, trashing me out and, you know, uh, trashing the company. And, you know, I honestly... At one time, I have 400 employees over here in Michigan. I have lots of family we feed, you know, so we have lots of, it's, it's a good business going on for, for us in the Michigan, and we always appreciate what state of Michigan give it to us. So honestly, it was nothing because I got another people calling me, and I said, listen, what happened on November 20th to the game and after the game, it, it's nothing compared with I lived for two years. This, this was nothing. I mean, I, I, I even tried to go, I, I even went to my league and I tried to ask them help and I tried to ask them, can you guys ask the owners maybe? Because we found out lots of things they also lead from them, you know? And I never was able to find out what we did. You know, we we not we not taking their business, we not taking their players. I mean, in two thousand and two thousand twentieth and January, we have a tryout. We have six guys from Detroit City came to try out for our team, and we told them, listen, we appreciate we had open training, we appreciate, but we don't want to get involved 
and 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 their business. So honestly, if if I got to be a hundred percent and uh, and open with you, what happened in November twenty? It doesn't even reach one percent with me and my family and the team and the the coaches and staff and maybe even the fans and and uh, and uh, and uh, you know we had to deal with it you know what's what's been going on so it just got to that point where i have to really face them and tell them why honestly don't get me wrong i never understood how one leader or a ceo or an owner can organize that kind of uh, 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 a disrespect to your a neighbor or a backyard club. I mean, we are just in 25, 30 miles. These people got to see each other. We, we, I have this indoor facility. I have every Saturday or Sunday, I have kids who plays in Detroit City Academy. They come to our academies. We don't have, I never have this kind of problems. But that is to them, I think, um, I think, like I said, I, I, I talked many, many times with the U.S. Soccer Federation about this. They knew all the times. Um, that's honestly why I wanted to leave NISA and go to USL, because uh, like the, the USL uh, owner, uh, he told me, you will never have this issue again because we don't allow teams to do what's, you know, I mean, if you look their their signs and their provokes and all that, it's it's you know it's it's you know so i don't know i mean not you know i mean you know i, I mean i can't listen i can go on with, with online abuse and and you know you probably a lot better than i am with all this because i'm not gonna tell you to go look at tweets and text messaging and phone calls and signs and uh, taking basic ladies taking joggy pants out me being in the game come behind me and showing me there behind and oh, oh, listen, it's, I, I don't think it's worth going through that so you 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 were trying to avoid this uh interaction to go to usl so now that detroit has moved on do you think that uh the stars can operate you know in a um in the more the way you want now that you guys aren't going to be in the same league now well I mean, you gotta understand the trade never had to do anything with us. We 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 have the budget, we have the money. We we believe. I mean, don't get me wrong. We can. I mean, if it needed to, we can buy ten times the trade if we wanted to. You know, it's 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 not it's not the point. I I have a respect for everybody. I wished everybody well. Uh, competition actually, it's good. I believe. I mean, I you gotta understand. I have. Uh, 14 factories in U.S. and I have over 3,000 dealers and you know I got to compete with China, Japan, Europe. I mean you tell me. I, I, I'm in a competition. I've been doing this for 40 years. So um, I think professionals, they should respect each other. We should respect each other for what we're doing. Uh, I wish I show all the times respect to their club, to their fans, to the coaches. Uh, I think uh, for them to 
to do it right. They got to respect. It doesn't matter if it's the Michigan Stars or they have no Flint Box or they have Carpathia or Ann Arbor or whoever's going to come and go and all that. You got to show respect. Um, I am. Um, I'm going to operate. I'm going to see. I'm going to see exactly what we want to do. You know, we 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 waiting. Uh, you you got to understand. Uh, it came to the point where since in uh, April of this year, I had to hire a legal advisors. Uh, we are working with them very close. I I don't want to say a lot because basic they actually advised me not to do even this but i promise you i'm gonna do it you know and that's why i'm four or five days late you know but um i think we're gonna do very well i i, I believe i i honestly believe that uh, we're gonna do i don't know that's gonna be next year or a year after but i believe we're gonna do very well and i believe we're gonna have uh, uh the people who really love sports and loves the community uh, turning head in our way and uh, you okay propaganda goes a year or two or three but then the people's gotta really uh, find out well let me go where it's peace and quiet let me go where it's a professional let me go where really i earn a respect let me take my grandkids where he doesn't have to hear and uh, and uh, and uh, and you know, at, at eight, nine, ten years old, fifteen years old, should not really have to listen to all that. You know, the grandmothers, the mothers, the sisters, the daughters don't need all that. You know, you you go in a game, you cheer, you have a good time, you eat pizza, you eat hot dog. If you and an age, you can have a beer, you can have a soft drink, but you don't need to trash people. And uh, the people in the Michigan, they're gonna know. Michigan Stars strongly stands for respect, community, and work together and make it to a pro-level soccer, you know, at, at, at the sports with I know. I understand that. I appreciate uh, uh, your perspective there and your insight. Going back to the kind of review, the season that was, I do want to ask um, for clarity, what was it that led to the forfeit of the game in the spring season? Well, it's very simple. I had a game with the Chattanooga. I went over there. Um, we had a game. Uh, ref called a throw-in for a Chattanooga team. Uh, they did a sub. The guy who's supposed to uh, throw the ball, he got subbed out. So a new guy came. A ref said to play and a and a and a call and a, he's a, and a, he's. A, whistle and uh, the guy did not wait and uh, we stopped so they scored a goal uh, after the game one of their players went behind my uh, goalie and he, he did not act proper so the game ended uh, my goalie goes in the center of the field he's asking the player he says this is supposed to be professional if this is a professional, you're not acting as a professional. So Sharanuga goalie runs from a net and comes, he wants to punch our goalie. One of my assistants, he runs over there and he got the goalie just before he punched our goalie. Uh, I got in just basic really to, to stop. 
and their coach comes in the middle of the field and he starts telling me, like, I should go back from where I come and go to your jungles and, and lots of those, which is not proper way to say it. And I left, I called my league and I said, this is what's happened. And uh, you guys always respond for stuff. I think you guys should respond, you know? And honestly, they did not do nothing. They just did not do nothing. It's, it's, uh, one of them asked me, he says, do you have it in recording? I said, when I go on the games, I don't record people, you know? So, uh, that being said, uh, they did not come with any kind of statement. And I called them and I said, fathers is no statement to when you guys did the statement and just couple couple weeks before that it happens where usl team i think uh, uh phoenix was playing with san diego and something improper happened and the game got stopped and everybody went for that so i feel because i'm from different country and different continent this league where i play they don't even care so i said to them i'm not gonna be going the next game to when this is get results and uh, I called at that time. I got a couple different, you know, guys just like you calling me even from New York. And I told them I purchased the airplane tickets. My idea was to go, but because I, my voice cannot be heard. You know, I'm not going to go to when I hear my league response. If they call me to Friday night, I will 100% go have a game. Uh, only what swing was I heard, the guy called me and he says, everybody in the league, uh, no, he says, everybody in the league like doesn't like me or something like that. I said, okay, I'm, I'm a grown up. I don't have a problem with that. So 100%, that was the reason I did not show up at that at that game. So, so it sounds like you, you're still at, hold that position of um, why you didn't go out to California? That's hundred percent. That's the reason I did not go to California. And so, do you think that, like, um, obviously, uh, what you said happened at the end of the Chattanooga game? It sounds like uh, definitely something. If you want to stick up for your players, do you think that um, not playing that game had uh, a worse impact than the the ugly scene at the end of the Chattanooga game? Do you think that that like improved it, or was it there a resolution following that? Well, that's, that was the time where myself and, and my advisors, we made the decision we should look at something else. We knew, we knew we may be not finding, we not finding ourselves and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, or, or we might not be in the right path. Do you still feel that way? It's, it's, um. I'm going to have a meeting. I'm going to have a meeting with, uh, with the owners of the clubs where they are in the league, not with, not with managers, not, not with investors. I'm going to have with, uh, they not that many, but I ask them before I make a decision for what's going to be happening to Michigan stars. We believe, uh, sometimes before December 6th, we will have a meeting. Uh, feelings, you know, our our league, our NISA, has one of the best uh, rules for a professional teams. 
you basic, you are independent and you do whatever you want to do as a club owner. But we need the people, the owners of the teams who are under NISA, they need to make decisions for their investments and for their future. Not the people who really they are over there just to do the job. And right now, I think lots of owners not saying anything. I I did a lot for the sake of saving NISA. You know, I, I give them hundreds of thousands of dollars to save it. So I did that, but the feelings, you're going to have to give me at least two weeks to see exactly what's going to be happening. Okay, so the um, the future of where the Michigan Stars lies is to be determined then? Well, we... Listen, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, we, we're going to have to find a way, NISA, USL, or MLS. We're going to have to play somewhere. We, we cannot move to South America or Europe. So we're going to have to find a way where we, we're going to be playing. So I hope you're going to see us, you know, Division Three, Division Two, Division One. Listen, let's hope. Uh, we honestly, uh, we can afford it. We, we know we are good enough where we can be in one of those three leagues. And um, let's let's say exactly what's going to happen, you know. Awesome, awesome. So so, so uh, stay tuned is what you're saying. I listen, I'm not going away. Not not ju- not not just yet. Okay, <laughs> I'll write that one down. Uh, the George and uh, the Stars are not going away. We talked a lot about Nisa, but um, uh, your Midwest Premier League side, the U23 side. Um, did you feel like uh, you, you, the club benefited a lot from participating in Midwest Premier League? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. You know, and and uh, I did not know because when I was at, you know, and and Europe. Usually we get like eight years old to play in academy teams and and, and the pro clubs. So I, you gotta understand this is all new to me. But honestly, when I see when when they had an 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 tryout for a U23 and you see uh, twenty and thirty and forty of kids and they want so badly to make it and their parents comes over there and. They all praying where my son might make it, and you know, I think we are in the right way of doing it. So, I honestly think if it's nothing else, just to see these young boys, and also on a woman's side, uh, playing in our facility because they they was able all the home games to play at our facility. Uh, honestly, it's it's a beautiful thing. I met lots of parents. I met lots of kids. Uh, we have a good time to the summer, and. I hope we still continue. You know, I cannot do all by myself, but we have a good team of uh, of the coaches which they coach under youth, and they willing to do it. They they have lots of energy. Uh, they 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 that's the way they want to know communities. I mean, we we have a even after COVID, we have a good record and and tryouts. We have extremely. A large number of kids who was in different clubs and they came to join us because it's a part of Michigan Stars. So I believe, and you got to understand, I'm not a superman. I believe we should continue doing this. I believe lots of clubs and Metro Detroit, we should get united and, uh, and reunited. And we should do first what's the best for the kids. And then 
we got to look our our you know our pockets second. But it's it's very amazing, especially for older age people like myself to see all this young. I mean, we have a couple of weeks ago we have NFL and a flag football tryouts from all around the country. We have over 700 kids trying for football. Lots of parents. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm gonna tell you this. Okay, it it, it feels like you in a top, you know, because that that's what makes my day, you know. What do you mean? What what, what makes your day? Uh, seeing seeing the kids being able to participate well, in sports. Activities, 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 uh, families. Parents, kids, uh, uh, come and go. I mean, I like when I see and and seven hundred kids from all around the country and uh, almost two thousand families, uh, you know, uh, coming and 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 at my facility. I, I really, you know, I mean, I was, you know, around and it, it makes you feel very good. You you in a and you in a good way of knowing people. You know, you you you, you did something right. If you can, if you can bring and and that many people, and 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 the tryouts and a game and all that, that's that you in and and the right way doing it. I also bring lots of business to my community. You know, the hotels, the the Buffalo Wings, the Subway, the pizzas. All these people they appreciate for the business which we bring in our area. You know, and, and right now everybody is. I mean, you got to understand it was for a year. Everything was shut down, so people respect uh, what we doing. So, what's your dream scenario for the stars and uh, the work you do? And so, when you sit back and you you think of like what what's the most idyllic outcome? What is it for the stars? I have the facility. I basically have a facility for a pro team. Which I don't even know if the USL teams or they have that. I have 29 soccer fields. I have an Apu 11 v 11 indoor facility with locker rooms, with all kind of uh, volleyball courts, basketball courts, and on and on. You know. So, if you tell me, George, what you want to do right now, I I want to stay professional and I want to bring at a good level of uh, uh, Michigan stars. What's uh, you know we we might go as a January we might call the stars uh, Michigan FC you know I think that's you know because that'd be more like my name Michigan Stars I purchased it from somebody it's not like I had invented you know so we might do some changes but um, if you tell me right now sign over here what you want. I want to have a pro team in the state of Michigan. I want to represent my state. I did that in 2010. I did that, and uh, I think I do it with industry. I, I own a company with uh, Leeds. Uh, I only have one other competition, and uh, actually I'm glad because also they are from Michigan, from Alma, Michigan. I only have one other. Uh, so basically we, we, we run in between one and two, I'm I'm a stronger. I have more machines, but they are longer in the business, you know. So I want to bring a soccer team. I I want to be professional. I want to know people. I want to be uh, able to to host mayors and governors and presidents and you know. And you know, as in the, in the past, I did that. You know, I I was uh, you know it it uh, agree or disagree, 
I, I was able to host president of the United States. That's, that's to me, it's an achievement, you know? And we have 17,000 people and, and it was another 10,000 people who was not, not having room to come in. So those, those it's the goals which I want to reach. I, I hope I can bring Biden in and, and uh, you know, so the people of uh, Michigan can, can join that. So that's where I stand for. I want quality, I want to be professional, and I want to well be known I did something right for my state. This is where I live. This is where my family grown up. This is where they went in kindergarten. This is where they finished high school. And probably this is where we're going to be living for a long, long time. Yeah, sports uh, definitely gives a lot of opportunities um, for people willing to do it. And those, obviously, with some talent as well, uh, space to achieve. So thank you for that answer uh, as far as your organizational um, goals for achievement. But more uh, about you, um, a question I like to ask uh, passionate soccer people on this show, kind of more of a fun question. Um, What is the best goal or your favorite goal that you've ever uh, been witness to? Uh, Goals which I see, it was when uh, Ibrahimovic came as a sub and a galaxy, and he scored a goal pretty much from half of the field. That's, you were there for that, for that, the El Trafico goal? You were there? I, 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 yes, yes, I was with that, you know. So uh, that's, that's a basic, the level was he has, and, and it was to energize the kids in this country. You know, you, you, you know you, I came in the, in, the, in the early 80s in this country as a soccer player, and uh, I used to come because I always have a family in, in Michigan. So I used to come in summer, like two weeks, in the Detroit area, like Livonia, Farmington, Water, and Stelling Heights. And honestly, in the early 80s, you did not even see posts. It was no soccer posts. Uh, you know, I, I used to go to a club called the Austrian, you know? And I used to go there because it's, you know, or, or White Eagles as a, as a, as a Polish uh, team, you know, but they, there was nothing going on. Today, I mean, you got to understand, with just us alone, we have over 3,000 kids. And then you have many, many, many clubs in Metro Detroit, which they probably have but same number or bigger number. So the soccer and U.S., came around in this 30 years extremely a lot. Now what we need is, and I hope uh, bigger people and I am, like like U.S. Soccer Federation and MLS, we can create because mostly the, the, the players now, they playing up to 16 years old. Then what's going to happen? Okay, I'm lucky if I get a college. But honestly, if you play soccer, you go on a college, might be too late for soccer. So what I, what I wish is really happen is we break this ice and we do something where this country is big. You know, I mean, we're looking, we looking in the countries where they don't even have a million people. And they have, look what happened to Croatia. You know, it's, it's a basic country less than 4 million people. And, 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 and look, you know, it's a basic stance very high and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and at any level of a soccer, you know? So this country is very big, has lots of talent. 
we now we need exactly what I've been asking for 20 years. We need coaches to understand. So the, the, the owners of the clubs, the, the directors, the, you know, we should hold youth coaches responsibility to help these kids to break that next level. We should be able, U.S., and, and we're doing very well, but we should be able to send players to Europe to have a better national team to be able, because we have, we have everything. It's, it's, listen, it's nowhere. It's nowhere like in the United States. It's everybody who's not happy over here. Honestly, he misses a lot because it's nowhere like here. Yeah, you, the, the the culture and the the, the way that uh, the systems are built, are, the 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 foundation's just not there, is it? Or yeah, well, it's building. You know, it's gonna take time. And do you think that with going back to the nieces stuff, do you think that with time that uh, those issues that you might have had, they'll get worked out as the the league gets on its feet? I honestly hope so. I mean, I you gotta understand, I'm not a guy with I. Uh, I don't listen. I don't like to see bad. I, I it's, listen. I when this COVID hit, honestly, that was my hardest time I can say in my life. You know, people was not working. People was dying. People was losing jobs. People was locked up. Uh, so my goal is not just me with NISA or me with USL. But I hope these people come forward, and, and especially in a, in a, a USL uh, champions. I hope they come forward and they understand uh, they're interfering to my business. I, I purchase a club. I, I have an agreement. Um, so I hope everything results in a, in, a, in a gentleman way, in a professional way, and they understand. Um, but um, I, I'm here. I think I'm a reasonable man. I think I can talk. I make many, many deals. I'm gonna tell you. I, you probably you know. I, I make lots of deals with European market, with Australians market, with an Asian market, and um, I never have to sign papers. We, I, I'm still, and I understand lots of people, lots of your viewers. They're gonna be young, and they're gonna say, "What's your stocking?" Everything is gonna be signed by papers. But I come from that background at, at, at where we shake a hand and the deal has been made. That, that's the way we did it. That, that's the way I did for this good 40 years in this country. I mean, even when I came to San Pedro or, or uh, LA Galaxy, uh, pretty much the coach came and he said, hey, George, you made it. And I shake his hand and I went next day to play again. You know, that, that's the way it really was. And I believe even today, that's the way I'm making lots of deals. You know, I, I shake the hands. I went many, many times with these people on the lunches and dinners, and they promised to help. I, I promised working together. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be their term, and I hope we never have to use. And, uh, and you know, that you must, you know, because you sign here. But uh, listen, we should know very shortly what's exactly going to be happening. And I will be open for anybody, you know, to, to talk about it. Well, Mr. George Yonkai, owner 
of the uh, Michigan Stars. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time. Well, thank you for inviting me in this. I wish everybody a uh, happiness and uh, happy holidays and, uh, and uh, Christmas and New Year. And I wish everybody achieve their success and their future for whatever they stand for. Thank you. That about does it for this week's edition of Michigan Soccer Central. Definitely a lot to wrap our head around. A lot's going on in Michigan soccer, even though it is supposedly the offseason. Get a hold of We Are Soccer or Michigan Soccer Central to submit your teams of the week like always. Thank you to my guests for coming on the show. November has been an awesome month. Uh, we've had a lot of really big episodes. This one, no exception. Uh, I believe we are approaching 30 episodes as well. Uh, thank you to everyone involved in Michigan Soccer Central for making this possible. Thank you to Jenny for editing this and every episode. And thanks to Dan Catranza for making the music so very long ago. I guess on the tail of the holiday weekend and as we go into December, uh, enjoy your soccer. And see you next time.